Thank you guys for thank you for tuning in to Sex and Life. Start over, baby. <laughs> I don't know how people can put up with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need to get that out of my system. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Sex and Life. It's the podcast that looks at sex and how it, we interact with it on a daily basis. And as testing always, our listeners' patience. But and testing our listeners' patience. And uh, <laughs> with me, as always, is producer Joe. Always good to be here. And today we're going to be talking with Christine. Hi, it's Christina. Sorry, Christina. Christina sorry. Okay. Uh, from Cuddle Company. That's right. Now, this was not an interview uh, that I had set up. Joe had found this company and... You would think as a producer I'd do this more, but... You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but, so it's something Joe set up. Now, Joe, how did you find this? I get most of my news from the internets now. I, I go on to reddit.com and front page... Posts are pretty much everything I need to know for the day. But I also read things online, I check the newspaper, and it wasn't Cuddleco specifically that was brought up, but it was this new thing now where people are getting together to cuddle. And I remember the first time I saw it was on television. It was just a little news segment about these cuddle parties where hundreds of people would get together and they would all just curl up with each other in their pajamas and their pillows, and it was cute. And the thing that just kept swimming through my head is, okay, this is gonna get sexual any second now and i <laughs> and and, it, and and they insisted that it wasn't and uh and that was all the thought I, I i put into it and then i started reading about the fact that there are now people who are doing this professionally which to me is good because i've always said that if you're if you can do something well then you should make it your responsibility because what you do well is more important than just doing something for the sake of doing something, doing a job you don't care about. Um, so that brings me to messaging the Cuddle Company to see if you guys are willing to talk about it. And I know just from my own personal experience of only having seen a little bit of it, I cannot help but think something sexual is going on because it's about contact, it's about physicality. Yes. Uh, but that's what we're here today to do is to talk about exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And we are here to make it clear that it's actually a very non-sexual thing. Exactly. So, for those who had parents who didn't love them, or, or love them, just had a really <laughs> bad way of showing it. That's it. Uh, you know, or they just were touchy feely people. Exactly. Which is my experience. This, uh, yeah, my friend's husband is—he's not a touchy feely kind of guy, right? Yeah. So, for those who may have grown up like that, what exactly is cuddling? Well, the basic thing of cuddling is holding someone close to show them love and affection. And that now has transgressed into becoming an actual business where you have someone like myself and the people that are employed by the Cuddle Co. going to people to show them that love and affection in a non-sexual manner, holding them close, whether it's sitting side by side on a couch or lying down on the bed or even on their fluffy carpet. Hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. They just need that human contact, that human touch, um, to feel cared for and to feel comforted, which is something that a lot of us are missing nowadays. What are some other words for cuddling? Snuggling. Uh, snuggling. Uh, growing up, my mom called me your snuggle bug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was, and it was. So you got snuggled then? I did. I okay. got snuggled. Uh, uh, <laughs> for me, it was really interesting because my mom was a single parent. Mm -hmm. And so the times that we did snuggle, were far and few between, you know, most times she just want to relax and she want to read her book and blah, 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 you know, um, but it was one of the, the better things that happened when I was growing up. She was never, she's always very, um, verbally affectionate, mm -hmm. except unless she was mad, but you know, she, that's still affectionate in a way, <laughs> but, but she, she was cool with telling us how much she loved us. Yes. And so was my, my dad. Um, so that was really kind of cool. Were you snuggled, Joe? I mean, my mom and dad, they were affectionate. They touched, they kissed, hugged. I could always go to them. But anything that, like, was more of a session, we didn't do. And I, and I noticed that I wanted that touchy-feeliness somewhere, and but I didn't know how to ask for that. I didn't know how to request that, so I never got it, and I knew that I always wanted it. Hmm. And most people don't request it. 
Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a weird thing to, to request of someone because it, people are like, why? You just want to cuddle? Is See, that like, it? for me, it's not. Like, I'm with my girlfriend. I'm like, come here. Come, come cuddle with me. But you have that established rapport. It's your girlfriend. It's your significant other. Uh, it's almost like it's expected from that person to provide that for you. But even, even when it comes to the people I've had casual sex with, I still like to cuddle after. Like, it's not just, it, thanks for sucking me off and get out. <laughs> you know. You were wondering if this is censored. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. This is not censored. <laughs> no. So, how did someone come up with the idea of turning this into a business? Well, I don't know that. I know that the original, original cuddler, from what I've discovered, was Jackie Samuels. She's in Rochester, New York. She started the business probably about 2011, 2012. And uh, based upon an article that was written about her, you had um, a cuddle company come up in uh, New York City. And then the one that actually made it probably worldwide famous was Samantha Hess in Portland, Oregon. She has cuddle up to me. Um, and she's the one that maybe has some awesome PR and ended up being, you know, put worldwide Brazil, Portugal, Poland and so forth. So I actually uh -huh. read about Samantha Hess first. And I was at that point in my life where I was like, this totally makes sense. This is what I was born to do. You know, I was always kind of like you, Joe, when, you know, growing up in a family, they weren't so touchy-feely, you know, birthdays, Christmas, Easter, you got that mm. hug and the kiss and so forth. But um, it wasn't really the cuddle time that I would, let's say, have with my kids right now. We have cuddle time every single morning. You know, they jump into bed with me, and that's what we do. We cuddle, you know. And mm -hmm. if I don't make a point of saying come for cuddles, they say, Mommy, can we come for cuddle now? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, growing up like that and then being in the situation that I was in with my failed marriage and, you know, um, the experience of life in a province where I didn't have anyone, no family or friends, um, just coming back to Toronto and having my friend hug me when she first saw me and it was a hug that was longer than normal. She just held me. Next thing you know, I'm bawling my head off. So it's like this sense of release came over me and I was thinking, what just happened? Like somebody who's close to me just touched me for that amount of time that it took for me to start crying and realizing, okay, this is what I've been missing for so long. Yet, if you ask any of my friends from high school, and they say, you say to them, oh, Christina's now the Cuddle Co. CEO and she's cuddling people for a living. They, yeah, sounds about right. Really? Yeah. And it's interesting because I've had them say that to me. The ones that actually know what I'm doing. Well, yeah, I could see you totally doing that. That's totally your personality. So, so what got you into the business and how long have you been in the business? I've yourself? been doing this since last summer. And what sparked it was basically the article um, that I read about Samantha doing it in Oregon. Um, I've been into Reiki. I've been into bioenergy healing. Um, even though I've been in the corporate world, my side business, my side hobbies, my side interests have always been about energy, human energy, mm -hmm. love, um, projecting that, getting that back from people. There's just so much misery around that, you know, you always want to reach out and hug people and when I read that article, I thought to myself, well, this is perfect. You know, I'm in between direct, I'm like on a crossroads in my life right now. What do I do? Do I go and look for that corporate job again? Or do I try to do something that, that that's actually in line with who I am inside, like with my soul? You know, the funny thing that I've always thought about the uh, idea of the corporate world is that I don't uh, inherently hate corporate. I don't think that it is always as bad as the term gets used. Um, I, in fact, I think some corporations actually do quite well because the idea is that the corporation is all, everyone is in agreement on this idea and they're all putting themselves in the back and devoting themselves to that idea. So in a way, a corporation should actually have a very strong sense of closeness and familiarity amongst the people because they should all feel the same thing, the same idea. But it's true. It does, uh, it's the complete opposite. It actually ends up being quite uh, quite rigid and quite uh, unhuman. It can be. I mean, I've been in the corporate world for almost 15, 16 years now, and uh, it just depends. It depends on the company. It depends on the company culture. Uh, when things are grow going great, the teams you're on, they're functioning. It's fantastic. But the minute that something else 
triggers some sort of restructuring or, you know, it's each man for themselves. There's yeah. a lot of um, sucking up of good energy taking place, a lot of politics. And, uh, yeah, I hate the politics. People, people that are more sensitive in nature that aren't like the dog-eat-dog dog kind of people, they they tend to feel that the most and uh, they don't feel so appreciated. It, you know, every company now is talking about, you know, corporate engagement. You know, we have to be engaged, but... Um, it has to be a two-way street. They have to ensure that the people are engaged, you know, and it's not just monetary. It's everything. It's how you feel when you go to work. Are you just a number or mm -hmm. are you there to actually make a difference? So what kind of steps did you have to take to to get involved with this kind of business? Like, I mean, you know, different, let's say a, th uh, a registered massage therapist has to go to school. They get a certificate. They got to pay for it every year, that kind of stuff. I mean, to, to, did you need to get a bank loan to start it or, or no. was it just started out of your pocket? It was started out of pocket. Um, it was just advertising. Uh, there, it's such a new industry that there really isn't any regulation per se. Um, you have maybe three cu cuddle companies right now in Canada that are doing this. You know, myself, the one in Montreal, the one in Vancouver that's expanded Canada-wide. And um, my goal is to eventually sit down with those companies and say you know let's let's think of something since we are the pioneers in this to maybe come up with some form of regulations because they don't exist as of now but um having a background in bioenergy healing in reiki um i felt it was almost like an another extension of that because i see cuddling as energy exchange so uh, i want to get to the energy exchange in a moment but what kind of parameters or, or, or conditions would you put on someone who wanted to become a, a cuddling therapist? Well, we're not even called therapists yet. I'd like to get to that. Um, what I look for when I'm, because I've been hiring cuddlers for the company right now, and what I look for is a sense of empathy. Um, someone who actually exudes that from every core of their being where, you know, they might not necessarily be a cuddler by profession or a massage therapist by profession. It's helpful if they've already had that kind of experience before. But um, as long as they are a compassionate human being, they can be trained to actually cuddle someone. Uh, most of the applicants that I've had have already had that. Either they were in the nursing field or palliative care. Um, there's another lady that does matrix healing. So um, I've been lucky in that sense that um, the Cuddle Co. has attracted that, that type of uh, cuddler. Yeah, I mean, the pattern there seems to be people who want to generally aid others yes. in some way. And not just in, like, sewing up your wounds, but it's like, I want you to be better. I want you to feel better. Yes. And I always say, you know, if you're in this to make money, then you're in the wrong line of work. Because mm -hmm. this is not about getting rich at all. This is about helping people. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh... To my way of thinking, it sounds like it's therapeutic, almost like a sex therapist, uh, minus the sex. Like they're still dealing with people who need to get comfortable with boundaries or something like that. I mean, what are some of the effects of cuddling? I mean, you know, we're talking about energy exchange and all that kind of stuff. Well, the immediate effect of being cuddled for the length of time that it is usually the client's... Um, most clients book an hour to an hour and a half session. So the immediate effect is one of relaxation, one of comfort, one of just, I can breathe now. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they just become calmer. Um, the long-term effects basically are they end up feeling better. Um, if they were a little bit of, uh, if they were experiencing depression, for example, that depression might decrease a bit. Their anxiety levels tend to go way down. Uh, blood pressure tends to lower itself, um, they tend to come back. That's what it is. You know, it's not just the one session. The one session is therapeutic in itself. But when you come every two weeks or once every month, you actually see the benefits start to multiply as the days and weeks and months go on. What kind of people does this business attract? Like, what, what is your, your target demographic? You know, I don't have a target demographic because um, right now when you look at our society, everyone is so reachable. We've never been more reachable, but mm -hmm. we're so disconnected physically from each other. So 
my demographic is anyone that's alive that's <laughs> older than 18 uh, that needs to feel that human connection. But what I found is that the people that gravitate towards it are older people, people that are maybe 50 and up. Um, that have experienced loss, whether it was they've become widowed, they've gone through their divorce. Um, you know, one of my favorite clients, uh, he's happily married, but his wife is going through um, a difficult time and is in hospitals and uh, she can't really cuddle with him yeah. anymore. So that's what we're there for, you know, and he's just thankful that we're around because you know, his feedback is, I actually have a pep in my step now. I, I treat people differently around me. You know, it's like he's been born again because he's just been feeling so weighed down by that sense of responsibility and what was and going on. a horrible and, place to be. And you're helpless when you're watching someone you love go through something like that where you really can't do anything but just be there for them. And it was almost like he needed someone to be there for him. And that's what we're providing. Um, do people ever get emotional? Absolutely. I can imagine it has to feel like a safe place to do that. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, I'm, I wasn't surprised because that was my first reaction when I first actually experienced something like that. So when it happens to somebody else, I think of it as a good thing. It's positive because it's almost cleansing in mm -hmm. a way. It's re releasing tension. Yes. So Catharsis. I like to think of that yeah. word to yeah. implies as well. Yeah, definitely. No, but I mean, I would imagine not every person reacts the same way. No. You know, it's, uh, what are some of the different ways, like the extremes of reactions that you've noticed? You know, the extremes are basically, you know, the person that's actually going through that release of, you can say tension or catharsis, um, the emotional release. Um, you have people that don't talk, that don't express anything, but then... They come back, you know, a couple of days later with an email, you know, two pages long, just talking and saying, wow, you know, I can't believe this. This is what I'm feeling. So you, just like everyone, you know, and introverts, extroverts, that's how they are as well during the sessions. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. Everyone's required to fill out an intake form. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of um, the things that I've set up. And, you know, everyone has their own boundaries. So even though we specifically say you cannot touch private areas, we also let the client tell us whether there's an area on their body per se that they're not comfortable touching. You know, maybe somebody has a... Ticklish a, back. Exactly, ticklish back, prosthetic leg, you never know. So it's a two-way um, yeah. thing, you know, with the boundaries. Is it hard to have a, a, a serious business with a term like cuddling? Like, are, are you... Worried about how seriously it's being taken? Like, it, some people may find the word cuddling kind of childish. You know, and I agree with that. Um, the word itself, the connotation is mother and child. That's what I think that, of. Yeah. That's exactly what I think of when I see the word cuddle or cuddling. Um, but in a way, the service that we are providing is nurturing. It, it is almost like a mother-child mm -hmm. um, type of interaction. Because it's non-sexual. Mother and children don't have a sexual interaction. Yeah. It's nurturing. It's affectionate. It's love, platonic. Um, and that's exactly where we're going with it. Um, I named the company. I needed to keep the word cuddle in there because I wanted to make sure that people knew that that's what we did. Yeah. But I thought by putting in the cuddle company, the cuddle co, mm -hmm. maybe it would make it a little bit more adult, more sophisticated sounding. I don't know if it's done that or not, but um, I don't a, have any complaints. There's a there's a point that um, kind of meanders around my head. It's like, it's, it's it would be a thesis a statement, but it's not as fully formed as I'd like it to be. But it's this idea that growing up or just operating through society, we've got to clean up some of the damage that has been dealt from other generations' ideals of how do we get a release or how do we uh, admit what it is that we actually need? Because what I think one of the problems is people get older and they are conditioned to drop things from when they were younger or from even, even though those things were a part of their lives and just because they were around when created when you were younger, it doesn't necessarily mean that is not something that you should con or should not continue to have. Like one example I think of is, 
you have somebody who just buys a car for the sake of driving around. And you have somebody who buys a really nice car to show off. That to me is no different from somebody buying a really nice toy when they're a kid because they want something to play with. I mean, that's that's the sense of play. It doesn't quite... It, but there's a parallel there between very basic need for affection and maybe if a kid never knew that they could get it, then they would never crave it. But it seems to me that affection is something that human beings have to ha- crave. It's something that we have to have. It's in our DNA. And out of the five senses, touch is the only one that we need for survival. Um, you have, let's say, a mother gives birth to a baby and just leaves the baby. Mm-hmm. Someone can come and feed the baby. The baby will survive, you know, because it's getting nourishment from food and water. But if it's not getting touch, that baby won't survive for long. You know, and that's what it is um, when it comes to cuddling. You know, we need it as babies in order to develop into who we need to develop into, you know, participating adults in society and develop those social skills and so forth. But we always need to have that in our lives. And a lot of people don't know that. They don't realize that. I didn't realize it either until I went through what I went through personally. And I was like, whoa, this is something that I need. You know, it's not just can I have it once in a while. You need to have it regularly. Do you think there's a correlation between uh, angry, violent men and a lack of physical nurturing? Could be. It's been proven that lack of touch creates aggression. There's a psychiatrist named Rollo May, and he once said, when inward life dries up, when apathy increases and feeling decreases, when one cannot generally touch or affect another human being, violence flares up as a dynamic uh, touch in the most direct way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't want to say the name of my friend, but he's in kind of the same boat as I am. We're shy people, so we don't put ourselves out there. And uh, neither of us have been in relationships for very long. He's quote-unquote gotten laid more times than I have, but someone told him that that was what he needed to be happy, and he took it to heart, and and he doesn't have that. He's somebody that I would absolutely sign up for something like this, because mm-hmm. not having that some, someone around to to validate them as a human being, as a physical person in this on this earth, I see it in him. I see the anger growing because I, see, I feel it in myself, too. Mm. Sex is sex, but it's what happens after and before that sex. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Um, the act of sex itself doesn't really do anything. Um, it's, it's a release of some it's, sort. It but... is, but as far as getting that nurturing, that affection yeah. that we as humans need, um, it, it doesn't provide that. I went through a phase where I got a lot of hookers. And, well, because I was doing blow, and it was just easier than going out to a bar and trying to pick someone up. So I just, I call up these hookers. And, you know, you're fine But they don't the kiss, moment. right? And that's affection. Well, right there. some of them would. Okay. But, but, kiss, I'm not but, <laughs> but after, I would still feel hollow. Like, it was fine while they were there, and you could get lost in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then after, there's, it was just this... This emptiness. Because they won't cuddle. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's why you need to cuddle, call the, the cuddle call next time. <laughs> no, I mean, and do people sometimes mistake it as a sexual service? A lot of the emails that I would get asking, um, you know, what is this service about? You know, I'll redirect them to the actual website where there's quite a lot of information. Um, but then you, you get questions, you know, well, what happens if, you know, this happens and what like an erection for example yeah we and actually wrote that this, the question this one this one inquirer i guess i could call him just kept on emailing about this erection and i was thinking you know you're not really interested in the service if this is what you want to talk about so it almost it filtered him out right away you know yeah. I, would, I would never go to see him as a client or recommend him to any of my cuddlers i'm very protective of my cuddlers I'm like the mother hen to all of them, even though half of them are older than me. So, yeah. You know, well, that's not hard. You, you look about 25. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
the, actually the way Joe had written the question is what would happen when Eli gets an erection? Like, so uh, you know what? That does happen. It's natural. I mean, I'm not a man, so I wouldn't know, but... he Well, he would have to tell you because he wouldn't notice. But <laughs> <laughs> there's certain positions where, you know, it it can happen. Yeah. You, you, can, you can sense that. But it's a matter of having that... Um, self-control. Well, not even self-control. I mean, you can't really self-control yourself when that happens. But if it does happen, it's a matter of who you're with, your cuddler, or if it was me... For example, it would just be like, oh, well, would you like to switch to another position? Yeah. It's just a matter of communicating. Yeah. You know, because it's not, we're not there for that service. Yeah. um, But we're there to make you feel comfortable. And that's something that somebody should never feel uncomfortable about because it is a natural reaction. So how do you vet your customers? Well, there's um, the procedure where once they contact me, um, I send them out the client service agreement, which is uh, very lengthy and it explains exactly what takes place, what cannot take place. Uh, They have to sign that. They have to provide their address. Um, Most of my um, cuddlers go to see the clients, as do I. So it's their address, their photo ID. Um, they're paying through um, the internet through PayPal with their credit cards. So all that information is matching. Um, and then, of course, the client intake form. We tend to contact them the day before, have a brief conversation on the phone. If they can't do that, we'll meet maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier before the session starts and just go over the client intake form. And um, you get a sense. I mean, when you've been dealing with people as long as I have, um, even if they've passed all that, you, you get a sense is if this is, you know, the right choice for this particular who's, person. Who's, who's safe and who's not. Because there has to be uh, great, prote- great potential for violence. You know what, though? I, as I've been doing this since last summer, and um, I haven't come across it yet. I mean, most of the people that come to us really are starving for that affection. Yeah. You know, they're not interested in violence. They're not interested in hurting anyone. They're, um, they need they need someone to just hold them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, to to go into someone's home yeah. without vetting them. Well, I, it's, and I never would. Yeah. You know, so. it's And there's an, arguably, you're at least a little bit vulnerable because you're, well, I mean, your pajamas and a pillow. Not the best defensive tools at your disposal. Exactly. You know, with my colors, um, I have them all on GPS when they're out there. Um, I don't have them record the sessions. Um, I just don't feel that it's necessary no, to do No, but you know that. where they are. I know exactly where they are. They have to <laughs> check in with me after um, each of them has a safe word. And, you know, um, I'm watching them all the time when they're out. So it's pretty It's always safe. important to have a safe word. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I've learned. <laughs> Yes, it can, be a, it can be applied to many different scenarios. Many different <laughs> scenarios. How? What are some of the, the, the positive uh, feedbacks that you've heard from from some clients? I mean, because I mean, I'm sure every experience is different from person to person. It is different. Um, one of the really remarkable ones um, that I wasn't quite expecting was uh, a lady uh, was uh, cuddling with uh, my male cuddler. And um, she emailed me saying that, you know, she had a crick in her neck for the longest time, maybe a few months or so. And she goes, it's gone. It's day two after the cuddle session. It's completely gone. And this is immediate. Like it was physically bothering her mm-hmm. for months and it just disappeared after the cuddle session. And it's just like, wow, you know, you hear feedback. OK, I'm feeling better. I'm not so anxious anymore. Um, I'm feeling like I want to be friendly, you know, I don't want to be so angry at life and this and that. I feel like there's hope again, you know, I'm feeling cared for, but to actually have a physical hurt be gone, Mm -hmm. that was the first. And I really, I really appreciated her letting me know that she's actually become a regular client. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm I'm a person who was raised to believe in energies and crystals and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because, like, I can feel the energy change. If I'm walking down Sherburn, let's say I get off at Carleton, and I'm walking down to Dundas, I can feel the energy changing from block to block. Like, and it's just, 
because Sherman and Dundas is it, it's a pretty rough area, mm-hmm. and you just feel the the weight of all the negativity. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm even noticing leaving like, that area, you can feel the release, and so I think that's. If that's what you're providing customers, right? I mean, is that can can you feel their energy change? Yes, yes. I've been attuned to people's energy for my entire life, so you can you can sense that absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Um, I would say maybe four out of my five colors right now are able to do that as well. Yeah, it just depends how attuned you are to that. Let's say Joe. Applied for a job. What are some of the qualities that you'd be looking for? Joe's fairly happy with his editing work, but I'm, I'm, go on. <laughs> well, I would look for that whole caring and empathetic um, attitude, um, the energy that they would have about that, um, how flexible they are, how understanding they are of the actual uh, work that we are providing. It's a business, but it is energy work. So, you know, if they're in it for nine to five every day, I'm sorry, that's not, it's not, how, it's it works. not how it works for anyone, really. It's not how it works for me. It's not how it works for my cuddlers. So that's how, you know, we distinguish who's going to be joining the cuddle co and who won't. And, you know, there's people that want to do it that then realize, oh, well, I can't. Um, there's people that I've interviewed that, you know, even though they were great on paper and they answered all the questions right, once I met with them, I didn't feel that they were right for the company, you know. I mean, I have to admit that if I were to apply, I feel like the reason why I wouldn't accept me is because <laughs> I would I would crave the the cuddling more than I would be able to like give them what they want. So you would actually be doing the reverse cuddle then. You would want them to cuddle you. Uh, even if I'm like the one that's if they ask me to do it, I'm probably happier just to be touching them than them being touched by me at, by the way they requested it. Yeah. Okay. Just understand this. Joe is so self-deprecating that he roasted himself. It's true. Got a roast. Well, hang on okay. a second because <laughs> I, that was part, brilliant. Part, though. part of the joke there was I had so little confidence in all the other roasters that in order for me to be roasted well, I had to write my own jokes. So there was so a little bit of a control greater societal uh, uh, a commentary there. And it's true. They were terrible. Uh, but you know what? We do do the. You know, I can be the little spoon, the big spoon. It just really depends on what the client wants. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't think that, to be honest with you, you need the cuddling. You wouldn't be the person to provide the cuddling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm hooked up I don't want him to cry, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking so sad now. <laughs> Oh, no, that's just my general expression. That's oh, okay. No, no I, I, I get that a lot. Joe, you look so sad. I just... He gives me the best mood. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> Very melancholy. Yeah. Or any other kind of collie. I'm surprised I'm not wearing black today. <laughs> he's emo. No, he's not emo. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, when you're hiring, do you, do you put up ads? Or is it yeah. just something people come across? Or Well, I've done it where I've uh, put up ads. I've stopped doing that, though. Uh, most people come to me through my website. What kind of, th- of things does your, your client disclaimer go through? Like, you know, the... It goes through um, the whole um, ID procedure, the payment procedure, cancellation, um, clothing, what they're allowed to wear, what we don't allow. I mean, we're, we are... F- we try. I try not to be as focused on the negatives, saying, oh, you know, this is no coitus, no sexuality whatsoever. Yeah. I let them know you can wear a tank top or shorts if that's what you feel comfortable with. You know, a lot of clients, um, they, they want that skin-on-skin contact, so, you know, it's up to them to request it. There's no extra charge for that. Mm-hmm. So um, it goes through that. And um, it also lets them know that, you know... Um, if you do get out of line, if all the screening that I've done has somehow this one person has gone through and they think they're going to get something else, it's not going to happen because yeah. my cuddlers and myself, we know yeah, we're, we're done. Seriously. Yeah, it yeah. has to be taken seriously. Absolutely. I, have you ever had to fire a client? I, mean, it, it's a, I was dating a registered massage service for a while, not a masseuse. They get very angry if you make that difference okay. or you make that mistake. Uh, and she's had to fire clients, uh, male clients, because 
they would get a little inappropriate. She'd be like, no, we're done. Yeah. That's exactly what we would do, but that has not happened. Not to say that it won't happen. I mean, I've been doing this since last summer. Yeah. So it's still new. I mean, it's picking up, you know, um, yeah. every day is getting better and better. Right. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if it might happen, if they're going to, you know, if I'm not going to filter them right. Um, if it happens, then the session's done. Um, you know what, though? I would personally, maybe I will say it just depends on the level of how they did it. Yeah. You know, if it was something where they were full on aggressive and you realize, okay, I got to get out of here, then I would cut the session short. But if somebody mistakenly gets into the moment and turns and thinks, oh, I'm just going to try to kiss you. That's forgivable in a sense for me. I, my colors can do what they want, but yeah. if they try that, then no, this is not what the service is about. If and they try a second time, then we're done. And to me, there, there's getting an erection is a physiological response. Yes. Dry humping my leg is something that you can control. Yes. That I mean, to me, that that would be the difference. Exactly. Exactly. You, so you, that you try that, humping your own leg. No, the actual client try humping his leg if he was a cuddler. So no, we don't allow that. Yeah, because then that's. But I mean, like I said, I mean, there's certain things that you know would be an erection or crying or something. There's, I mean, there's going to be a physiological yes. response. How do you prepare mentally? Uh, when you go see a client? I see a client each time with just love in me, you know, positivity. Um, I don't go in there with fear or thinking of the negatives that can happen. I go in there with a sense of how am I going to help this person today? Do you listen to a lot of John Lennon? No. Surprise. You know, all you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of what my life's been about, though. It's just about the whole positive energy, right? So that's what I go in there. I feel that... If you do give that positive energy, chances are more than likely you're going to get that right back at you. Now, if I can switch gears for a moment. Go ahead. Uh, you were talking about Reiki. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that? Reiki is just a healing of the hands. You don't necessarily lay your hands on someone with Reiki. You're, you hold them above um, the person's areas that you're trying to heal and you're just directing your own energy to flow into them. Bioenergy healing is literally putting your hand on the person's body and direct channeling your own energy to heal whatever it is that they're going through in their body physically. So it's almost like a massage, but not quite? Well, there's really no massage technique per se. Mm. You're addressing specific areas of the body that is that has an ailment. What kind of ailments does it cure? Um, it helps with a lot of different things, especially I tend to uh, lean more towards bioenergy healing because it's more along, um, my grandfather does it. So I figure I probably got some, uh, DNA in there that knows mm -hmm. how to do that better than the Reiki, but, um, it heals. It can heal even AIDS. I've been told I haven't had uh, anyone come to me with AIDS to say, you know, do bioenergy healing on me. Um, I think that, uh, bioenergy master, someone who's been doing it. For so many years that can actually you can feel the heat from their hand from where joe's sitting right now um they're able to actually molecularly change like the molecular dna structure of the body to uh, heal itself that's basically what you're doing you're directing the body to do what it was meant to do so how many ailments are there nowadays that you think are uh at least in part caused by negative energy oh my god that's a long list i think that uh okay you're not if you break a bone that's totally different but a lot of that our psychological ailments are caused by the society that we live in um when i um had this really bad case of uh, acid reflux that went on for almost two years um they put me in contact with a naturopath mm -hmm. and uh, she had stated that uh Part of the reason why I'm experiencing this is because of my stress level, mm -hmm. and the reason. And I'm not just saying stress because it's such a great word for uh, associating with all the things that are wrong in society. But the actual effect of the stress is that it's putting you into that fight or flight state yes. in your head, 
And that is sending signals to your body, which is responding to a situation differently than how you actually would be responding if you weren't stressing out over it. Yes. So you're, you're having your nervous system, you're having your blood flow, you're having your, your bones, you're having everything being affected in a way that it's not supposed to. And that is definitely unhealthy. It is. And a lot of people experience uh, adrenal fatigue uh, because of that. You know, they... they they end up feeling lethargic and, oh, I'm depressed and, you know, I can't function the way that I should and it doesn't get diagnosed properly. I think that modern medicine um, isn't really looking at it the way that they need to, but then you go to someone like a naturopath and they can actually dissect it for what it really is. Did she tell you to drink lemon juice? Aloe. Okay, so aloe and lemon juice would have been good too and a lot of people think, well... Or lemonade. Not a sugar. sugar not is lemonade. Not great Squeeze your stress. lemon, put some sugar in it, drink it with water. Absolutely. But the commercial Margaritas? stuff. No. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that, you know, a lot of people think, well, you're putting acid on top of acid, but yeah, it works. Yeah. Well, you need to, uh, the problem is regulating the acid because not having any acid, just as bad as having too much of exactly. it. Exactly. You got to reach that pH level. Yeah. This is totally not cuddling right now. <laughs> no, that's not cuddling. But it's, it's, no, it's... It all uh, ties in with the same subject. When we're going really off track, believe yeah. me, we'll know. <laughs> it's just natural just conversation. Tell us how you feel about bacon. I, bacon? I had some for breakfast. It's delicious. We were, we were talking about bacon earlier yeah. on the show, which... Uh, I actually got during lunch. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you went to a breakfast place. I mean, how could you not? That, that's it. Um, is it possible for someone to self-cuddle? Like, yes and like, no. Yes and no. And... Of course, you can hug yourself as much as you want. Um, That's no. good news. You know what? It's not the same, though. Human touch, it has to be from another human being. But... Um, what cuddling does is it releases oxytocin, right? Oxytocin is responsible for making us feel better and all those good things. It's the feel-good hormone. So you can't necessarily give it to yourself by hugging yourself, mm -hmm. but you can get that sense of release by exercise, yoga, um, cuddling with a pet, for example, mm -hmm. um, even sharing a meal with a friend. Uh, those are all things that produce that hormone. Uh, but to actually get the full-blown effects of it, um, I believe you need that other human being that's in that same frame of mind that's able to help you get there. Oh, I know I've heard that people with some illnesses uh, tend to respond better when they get pets. Mm -hmm. And it's very much that whole love-nurturing thing that comes about. Have you ever had a session go bad, like where a, a, a customer wasn't satisfied? No. No negative feedback? Somebody's like, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be? No. Um, one time there was a client um, that said that the session uh, ended a little abruptly, and uh, that was the cuddler's first time cuddling. So, uh, you know, I just uh, went over that with the cuddler to say, okay, you know, uh, we need to establish, you know, what you're going to be doing, you know, three minutes before the session ends or five minutes before the session ends. But that was really the only negative feedback. That's, I mean, how much, what kind of training do you give your cuddlers? Uh, there really is no training, like there's no cuddle school, uh, but it's a matter of meeting with them, uh, f testing out their energies, uh, letting them know what positions are available. Everyone has a different uh, way of structuring their sessions. You know, I start mine a specific way every single time. That's kind of like my little process. Uh, every single one of my cuddlers has their own way of doing it. But it's usually dictated by the client. Mm. So you can't train them. You can show them the different cuddle positions that are out there. And there's hundreds but it's really dictated by the client. So it's a matter of them being comfortable with that, yeah. uh, with what the client is going to request of them. And if they're not comfortable with that, then they're not a cuddler. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Walk us through a session. You Walk get to a client's door. Ring, knock, ring. They open, <laughs> they open the door. If this is the first time I'm meeting them, then, you know, we would have already had our conversation the night before. Um, I take out my client intake form, 
I go over it with them. Uh, they have to fill in all the details, uh, whether even they're on medication or, uh, you know, if they're seeing a doctor, uh, they have to agree um, that this is not any type of uh, alternative therapy for psychotherapy or chiropractic or anything like that. Like they know that if they need those type of services, cuddling is not going to be providing it for them. So it's outlined, you know, and then uh, I would ask, you know, where, where are we going to do our session? I'm usually wearing what I'll be wearing for the session because I, I tend to do it every day. I go from client to client. Um, if they're dressed like a onesie, not a onesie. No, if I was doing the job, I'd want a onesie. You know what? I tend to wear really comfy yoga pants. Yeah. I, I just, I like, I like that. That's my daily look, yoga <laughs> pants. Hair is usually back. Not very much makeup. I keep that to a minimum and, um, you know, not very much perfume. My clients also the same thing. You know, I, ex I expect them to be, you know, either freshly showered or, you know, showered at least that day. So, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's so respectful of that. I really haven't come across anyone that... You know, you walk into their home and you're like, whoa, hoarder, I need to leave. <laughs> that hasn't happened. So basically, just to get back, you know, we'll, we'll go wherever they say, whether it's their couch, whether it's uh, their bed, uh, in their bedroom, you know, and uh, lie down. I started off one way and usually I say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with you right now. How does this feel? And if they like it, we continue with that. If not, we'll change to another position. Um, I have repeat customers now who have printed off the internet. Hey, I want to try this, Christina. Let's try that. Okay, let's do it. You know, so it's amazing. What's your favorite way to cuddle? Spooning. Do you like being the big spoon or the little spoon? Either. I'm a spooner too. Yeah. But I also like, like if I'm laying down, I like someone like under my arm. Yeah. Or just over my arm and, and resting on like my shoulder. Yeah. That's always kind of neat. Well, with uh, with my boyfriend, that's that's my favorite position with him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do any, like, outside cuddling? Like, on a blanket, on the grass, kind of... You know what? When it gets better outside... Yeah, like in the I summer. Will, yeah, I'll definitely, uh, you know, let my clients know we can do that. You know, go to your backyard or... A park. A park. I'm curious yeah. about, the, um, about the lighting or um, ambiance. Um... Do clients, can they request, say, like, um, background music? Do people ever do that? They can request it. Most clients already have it. I let them know that they're allowed to play, you know, whatever is going to soothe them. And uh, right. they usually Anya. have that. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> haven't heard of Enya in a really, really long time. But, yeah, they're allowed. this great Judas Priest album. I'm just dying. <laughs> yeah, see, to... but, yeah, no, I don't think that Judas Priest would be very conducive to that type no. of environment. But um, whatever is going to help them relax. I'm there for them. So even if it's going to be Judas Priest, okay, fine. You know, it's it's their time. And if that's what's going to make them feel better, then I'm there for that. I would have, uh, sorry, uh, and the other half of that was the lighting, too. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, if I were to request it, I would probably want it to be at least somewhat lit. Because if the lights are out and I start falling asleep, I feel I like I'm not asleep. feeling the effect of the cuddling. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not even here. I have had clients fall asleep, and it's perfectly normal. It happens, and mm -hmm. they don't mind. You know, uh... To be able to fall asleep in someone's arms that's actually there for you, to that's caring for you, and you're feeling that positivity from them, uh, that's actually a really restful type of sleep. True. You know, and that's why some of them do fall asleep. It's like they're like, it's like that moment where they just exhale and they're out, you know. Well, I'll wake them up when it's time to go. Now, I've, I've dated some women who take care of everyone. Right? Mm -hmm. Much like it sounds like you you do. How do you take care of yourself or how who do you let take care of you and, and your uh, emotional slash physical needs? You know, cuddling or, or whatever. I mean, you say you cuddle with your children in the morning. Absolutely. I love that. But is that you taking That's care of them or are they taking care of you or both? I think it's both when it comes to my kids. Um, especially, yeah, sense. yeah, especially with what we've been through, um, the last couple of years, I mean, I have a, I have a four-year-old daughter and, uh, 
18 month old. So, uh, <laughs> good times. Yeah, really good times. And, and wait until the teenagers don't want nothing to do with you. So, and you know what? <laughs> and I, I know that. Yeah. I was one of those teenagers. So basically, I just, uh, I cherish those moments with them. Um, but when it comes to, you know, myself as a woman who needs a cuddle, um, I have a very wonderful man in my life right now. I'm really thankful for, and, uh, you know, he's supportive and he's the one I go to for my cuddles. Yeah. Um, psychologically speaking though, I have a really good group of friends and, uh, they have been my rock through everything that's been happening. So, uh, how has, has your, your partner adjusted to you doing this job? Were you doing this job before you met him? Well, we've known each other for decades. Okay. Um, ah. So, uh, we just kind of got together now that I'm back in the city and, um, I started it out as I was starting my relationship with him. So, you know, he remembers me talking about it, but I said, I'm not going to involve you in this. This is just my thing that I'm going to be doing. Um, he is supportive. I don't think, well, as a man, he's thinking, well, you're cuddling with other people, but, you know, it's a matter of, it's a different type of cuddle. Yeah. You know, it's a nurturing cuddle when I'm with my clients versus the nurturing slash leading to other physical intimacy with my partner. You see, I mean, even for me, though, like cuddling doesn't always lead to physical intimacy. Exactly. Uh, oh, sorry, other kinds of physical intimacy. And, but my cuddle time is very important to me. Like, I I like the physical touching. I like, yes. you know, uh, if my girlfriend's going out, I like a kiss goodbye kind yes. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that kind of stuff um, to me is very important. And... You know, I just sometimes I would imagine some people would get jealous if someone's getting more cuddles from somewhere else. And, you know, it's, uh, you never have to deal with that kind of stuff at all. He's very understanding. He's very understanding. Absolutely. And very supportive, I imagine. He's supportive. Yes. That's excellent. Yes. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up now. That's so, that. Christina, fun. <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you for talking to us about it. Plug Thanks your, for having me. Plug your comp company again. It's The Cuddle Co. And the website is thecuddleco.ca. Now, is there time parameters that the office is open that you can... I'm 24-7. 24-7? Right yes. Uh, do you have any other uh, web presences that uh, we can... Twitter? Twitter or anything like yes, that? Yes, I'm on Twitter as well and on Facebook. Okay, great. What's Co. your Twitter? Um, the Cuddle Co. All right. <laughs> and same on Facebook. The same on Facebook. Well, that makes everything very, very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll link up for that. Yeah. Alright, well thank you again on behalf of producer Joe and myself. Uh, hope our listeners have a great night or a great time. And I mean if you weren't convinced that this is I'm I know this is something I'm gonna be signing up for in the distant future. Really? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I don't think everyone should consider this. <laughs> I think it's a great service. Yeah. Um and again, if you have any comments about the show or questions, feel free to, to uh, write us, follow us on Twitter, ask us stuff there, and we'll get back to you on the as soon as we can. Uh, hope you guys tune in in two weeks.